Hey guys, uh, this is Trish. And this is Susan. Welcome to our podcast. Oh my god, we are back together again. <laughs> oh my god. It's... I'm not gonna lie, I was a little jealous that I wasn't in the last episode and it was so good. It was fun, right? <laughs> I need to get like... Yeah. I need to figure out a way to do a three-way call and so we can make like we can have another person on it because i can't do um yeah i can't do both of them on my phone what's up actually I'll, I'll i'll try to do it from my side because you can make you can start a group call i'm just not sure if it's gonna because you know how there's this lag between you and me and then when there's a that's what i'm saying it's probably gonna be like lag times three that's what i'm saying um i think it would be better if like i facetime someone and then called you on whatsapp and then it's like three people i can do it on my ipad but then if we record on my laptop then that's gonna be like 30 minutes max but we can figure it out for sure it's not, it's not, it's not, yeah. it's not nothing. Look, we are very techie girls. We got this. We're tech engineers. Savvy. Tech savvy. Um, but how have you been? Updates? Um, well, thank you for letting everyone know that I was having technical difficulties in my life, um, which was very true, very accurate. I mean, there's <laughs> no better way to say it. Um, I don't know. I guess this is me coming out and telling people that I struggle with depression. I like, I am very, really okay. I'm always either recovering from something or getting into something. It's always crazy. But Uh like, um, I guess I get this positive energy. I don't know from my friends because you guys Mm -hmm. are just like incredible and I don't know what you see in me. So Uh you guys keep me going. And um, yeah, it's been tough. And but I don't know. I feel like right now I've 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 shattered a certain I don't want to say glass ceiling because that's like political or whatever. But like there was like this phase in my life, and I feel like I'm over it because, um, of course, I was talking to David because sometimes me and David go to work together, David and Glove, and oh, really? um, he was talking about how you you think you've hit all of your lows in life, and then no life shows you another low. But I feel like. <laughs> This one was sort mm-hmm. of like a breakthrough because it mm-hmm. freed me from a lot of things. It made me realize a lot of things that were wrong about my life. And I guess I'm starting from scratch now from my spirituality, my mm-hmm. faith, my everything. Mm-hmm. Now I've just been very authentic. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just like, it's like I've... It's like I'm out of the cocoon. It's like I've just thrown off this heavy layer that was on top of me and like I'm experiencing things anew and I don't know, I wanna see how that goes. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear you're doing better and um honestly I've heard like my psychologist friend told me that our twenties are literally you're literally um going through like your first midlife crisis and then later on in life you're gonna go through another one like our brains are forming <laughs> or something like that so it is difficult so like life crisis. yeah just definitely do lean into um you know the support system that you have i think that's important when we're going through things i've also recently just um you know uh, started just like opening up because i'm not very good with that but I call my friends when I'm not feeling too good. 
um and actually just like tell them like th i'm not doing too well um that helps but it's also just you know it's a lot of internal work and definitely but leaning on um the structures that you have like in your friendships and stuff definitely helps and yeah like taking time to yourself also helps and i i find that one simple thing that works for me is just waking up and when i open my eyes telling myself that it's gonna be a good day and that's nothing has even happened uh through like this is the first moment of my day so nothing has happened but um i'm like i tell myself that it's simple but it works for me obviously it's not that simple like life is not that easy that you just do that and then oh everything's great but yeah. i think just telling yourself that throughout the day um and especially at the beginning of the day um kind of like will help boost you um but you know take opportunity is yeah. important yes so i mean take it because it's gonna come life is gonna bring it but you're stronger than that and oh, Gamu, you don't know how awesome you are oh my god like i ask myself what you see in me i'm like this girl is about to cut me off <laughs> any moment because why is she so great and i'm just out here like what <laughs> but then I, i'm also very sure uh i'm also very confident in our relationship like we've we could have been um you know um broken apart or got grown distant but we haven't so that also gives me confidence yeah. in like no um no matter how weird i might get this girl's gonna stick by me <laughs> and for me well i don't know i don't know if it's the weirdest thing whatever but i i feel like you're gonna be the person who's gonna be there by my side it, on my deathbed or at my i don't know if we're gonna die together i mean i would love that because, <laughs> i mean <laughs> like i would low-key love, love that too great, but i definitely wish you long life yes we'll like, die gonna, together like, at like 110 we're gonna see like our olden days our golden days you know yeah. so <laughs> um what do i want to say I wanted to say something about, oh yeah, like mm -hmm. when you hit like a really dark or low moment, I figured out that trying to like brush over it with, um, there's this thing called toxic positivity. Of course, mm -hmm. you know, positivity is good and what you're saying is great because it really does change how you start your day. But then there are just those moments when you're overcome yeah. by your emotions, your mind, your spirit, everything's just like hit rock bottom. Do not fake it. Mm -hmm. please i have learned honestly like the best thing i could do for myself and the best thing i do for myself when i hit my lows is i try to take at least a day mm -hmm. to be my lowest and darkest possible why because you're going to exhaust all the negative things in your life and you're going to figure out you're going to be like because it's not like you're mm -hmm. going to be like oh um i have no money and then at midday you're going to be like oh i have no money you're going to get tired of complaining about the same or like of like you know once you go over everything that's negative, once you're exhausted, there's really nothing else to go by. And then you just remember like, oh, well, okay, so that's it. Mm -hmm. And once you acknowledge it, you're yes. like, okay, so this is it. And your mind is acknowledged it. So now it's trying to find ways to overcome it. And don't worry, you'll find solutions. They may not come instantly. But it takes a certain burden off you. Because now you're not, you're seeing yourself and you're taking time to look at the things that have been eating you up and you're laying them out there at the table and on the table and... You're like, 
So this is it. And once you actually look at it, you're like, okay, so and now you can, I don't know, find ways. You can be like, okay, so I'm going to deal with this first and then I'm going to deal with that next. Or I don't know, sometimes it just it just helps to make you feel better. And once you feel better and motivated about life, you just got to start figuring things out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely important to sit with it. Like, don't be in denial. Like, being positive and being in denial no those are two different things like just it's it's all it's okay to um to you know have hope tell yourself things are gonna get better and stuff like that like look at look at the future with hope but you Mm -hmm. cannot deny your feelings and you can't avoid them like you said it's important to like actually take the time to um to sit with it because the more you carry it around it's just it's just gonna keep piling up. So yeah, I <laughs> I take a lot of mental health days in a week. Like don't think because okay. we're starting Monday that's my Monday. If that's not my Monday, it's not my Monday for real. And I'm I'm for real. Like if I need that time, I will tell. Nothing is more important than like your health and mental health is also important. So even if you have mm-hmm. class, I I'm not saying don't go for your classes like consistently or whatever. But sometimes you just need time off. Like um for me i'll just email whoever needs to be emailed i i can't make it and i can't make this i can't make that i if i can't i can't and it's important to do that um but then to avoid i guess to avoid slacking on your responsibilities you can really be intentional with the free time that you do have like on weekends and stuff but sometimes maybe it hits you during the week and you're just like "Mm." Uh. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to get to the level where you're at, where you you know you're like you don't feel guilty about taking a day off. I mean, remember I was texting you in the middle of the night and I was telling you I'm gonna miss work tomorrow, and I was already panicking. I'm like, okay, what am I gonna say? And I'm such a bad liar, and I feel so guilty about it. And then when I got back to work, because I I was just like I have a family emergency, mm-hmm. but then I didn't want to get into detail because I, I was like that's gonna be lying too much because you know I'm my own family and this is an emergency. So but this moment, this is true. And I was like, if they ask for information in depth. And then I had to make up this whole story. I hope no one from work is listening to this. I hope. And then I had to make up this whole story about how my sister got stuck at the border collecting a stock and I had to babysit and whatever. And it was just, I was so frustrated. And I mean, mm. I'm going to start taking my leave days. Like, I'll just like do it intentionally. Um, like you said, I will try to take some, some days off uh, before I actually crash, you know. And when I still can, I'll just like try to like schedule mental health days in between my month or something mm. so that I don't have to go through all that drama again. Yes, and like it's good that you're noticing patterns and you can um adjust your, your schedules accordingly for sure. Like you know that there are signs of a crash coming so you can and I feel like you know what, if you have someone you can talk to to work at work, I mean, um, about it and tell them like, I literally, I struggle with my mental health and some days I'm going to need to, um, to take some days off. When I started my internship last summer, that was one of the first things my, I think my boss asked me, um, at some point, like maybe halfway through. And I told him that I, I can easily get depressed. So I need a work environment that kind of like inspires me and can and like doesn't stress me out and that I actually enjoy working at because I yeah literally just being in an environment where I hate what I'm doing 
will stress me out and i will just i'll clock out so maybe being um you know um clear with our with our um me i have professors i this semester or last semester i also one professor was like tell me about yourself and whatever whatever i told them again please if you hear me telling you that i need time for extra time for these assignments it's because i'm going through mm-hmm. things and i'm gonna need it so i try to be open but you know it's not always good to say that at the first interview guys when you have the job when you have the job that's when you start talking about these things <laughs> Because no one <laughs> wants to hire you if you're just like a mental case. Although we I guess are. that's one of uh, that's one of the advantages of you know like working in a progressive. I don't want to. I don't know if it's the whole country, but like America is like so ahead of the curve with this whole you yeah. know mental health and whatever thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. if I tell them with the, <laughs> I can't come because i'm stressed they're gonna be like right everybody's stressed but we're working mm-hmm. through it you know mm-hmm. although i would like to believe companies a bit progressive i just don't know if i should like test the waters i don't know man i want to just like i want to become useful first i feel like yeah. i haven't really that much yeah. work, so i want to become useful first and i'll just like i want to be like yo i'm gonna need like two days off per month on top of my leave days just to like deal with stuff i don't know <laughs> i just need to get useful first yeah no that's that's a good strategy right there definitely become useful first test the waters like see how how it is before you kind of um jump into it but i'm i'm confident that you'll figure it out i'm confident in you um and yeah you got this always you can always call me anytime um i'll definitely be there for you Okay, yeah, so that was a nice little um therapy session. Um so we want to talk about creed. <laughs> I know I spoke about this in the last podcast. Um by tomorrow <laughs> when we post this I'll I won't I probably won't have watched it yet. I'll I'm gonna go watch it tomorrow evening. I don't know when you're gonna watch it, um Gamma. Are you gonna go on Tuesday? I'll probably go um over the weekend because um i don't have like time oh wait i could actually go because i stay in town now i actually hadn't thought about that because it's half price tuesday yeah it's half I price go next tuesday. yeah i might go next tuesday okay yeah so but we wanted to review creed um the last two and then probably like next week we'll do um after we both watch it we'll do uh, another one yeah no, um i just felt it was necessary because i mean these girls were like we don't really know what it's about and i was like nah, we're i have a watch <laughs> we're gonna and do so, a quick recap fanatic <laughs> yeah so run us through it run us through it uh well <laughs> Um, I'm I'm gonna say that um, boxing. I don't know. I love boxing movies because they're always so real. Like the action is always so real. I don't know if you've watched Southpaw. Um, that's another one. That's a really that's another really great boxing movie. But what's special about Creed is I don't know if you're you know if you're a fan of boxing and like um boxing. What can I call it? In on TV or whatever it is, films about boxing like oh. me. Um, then you definitely know who Sylvester Stallone is and you definitely know about the Rockies. And if you know about the Rockies, then you know that if this mm. dude is in the movie as a mentor for Michael B. Jordan, then it's 
already right there. it's like <laughs> i am hyperventilating because i'm so excited it's just like those two people put together it's incredible um so it's like rocky he's actually mm-hmm. still acting as rocky in the um in the movie so oh, he's really? mentoring creed and then um michael v jordan's name is um what's his name adonis it's adonis creed yes it is so he um was taken from a foster from a foster home by his stepmom um his dad was a famous boxer but then he died in a fight and um so i guess there was no one to take care of him today i don't know what happened to his mom and then he ends up in this foster home and then his stepmom comes in and the stepmom is like also that really gorgeous lady who's been gorgeous forever i don't is her name felicia or something i don't i don't really remember so um you know at first he's like he doesn't like his job he quits his job he's a very good was he a lawyer or an accountant like i can't remember but you know like those were i follow jobs mm-hmm. um and he's like he's not feeling it so he quits and he goes and tells his mom his mom's like oh, i heard you got promoted and then it's like yeah but then i also like quit and what not and then he goes what is it silly i think it's i think it's I don't know guys. Uh I don't know the towns and the states. But then he goes back to this place uh where Rocky lives and there's actually like a statue of Rocky over there because it's like a great boxer and whatever and it's like I want to learn how to fight. And Rocky's like no, I'm not going to coach you. Why? Because um Rocky coached his father and then his father died in a match. So, you know, there's like a lot of tension around that. He doesn't want to coach him and then he bugs him and you know, he meets um this girl who's you just she's she's like almost gay but she's not and she's gorgeous that's Tessa Thompson she comes in and they are perfect together i'm so sad that she's gay but um you know i'm not they're like <laughs> they're like such a good couple so you know, know and i think what stands out about him is he's not just like a lousy character he's not like a shady character he's like a well brought up boy you know he's got manners he the way he addresses Rocky the way he addresses his mom and everyone else you can see in like you know even like in just like his his behavior he's like carrying boxes for people around he's just like this really humble really good great human being with a great body and then <laughs> great and body then, you know so he at first he's anonymous and then just want people to know that he was like a Jonas Creed's Apollo Creed's son so and until someone finds out and then he thinks it because you know it's gonna make some money and um does he win I think he wins the championship did he I don't remember then he wins this like I don't know really big um fight at the end of it and mm-hmm. he's like the world champion now yes, heavyweight champion heavyweight championship so he wins that and then after that he um the two now so the the first one is like the back story and you know his coach and then his coach also gets um what's it called gets cancer um Rocky gets cancer and he doesn't want to get treatment because his wife died of cancer so he doesn't have any hope in it um but then in two we think he's going to die in the first one but he doesn't die that god um he's <laughs> there and he's still coaching him but then now the guy who killed his father has a son and now that son wants to fight beat for the heavyweight championship and you know it's all about beef you know and you know it's all good it's like good drama it's good action it's good and then um he has a baby but then 
um, bad things happened during his career in the second one. And then he just loses focus and then he like pulls away from his family. Um, he gets badly, badly, very badly injured and he almost dies. And Rocky, that's when Rocky's like, I can't do this anymore. You know, I can't, I'm not going to let you go down the same way your father went and it's like all this drama. But you know, at the end of the day, it all ends well. Um, and then in the third one, what I've seen from the trailers is... There's this nigga who comes out from his foster home, whatever. They used to be friends. They used to hang out. And then he just comes. And then it's like, that title is mine, bro. Hey, what, what, what? You know, it's just drama and intensity. But I promise you, it is quality, quality theater. The first two, it's very rare that you find a movie. It would do the first one is great. Then the second one is even better, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's very rare. I don't know if they're going to talk that this time. But... It's good chemistry romantically. It's good chemistry in terms of like I don't know if we can call it brotherhood or like mentorship, whatever, with him and Rocky. Um, it's just and it's great action because there's all this boxing and all this fighting going on. And also it's like he's so great looking and he's got a great body, you know. <laughs> and BJ like, listening to this. You know? She said she thinks you have a great body. That's like the <laughs> second time you said it. I feel like by the end of this podcast you would have said it like five times. it's really great i mean he's just like i mean i think he just it just gets tied together with his character because he's got such a good character Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's it and i hope this makes you want to watch it even more and i'm really looking forward to watching it because now i really want to watch it so i definitely um, i definitely want to watch it like people have been um saying it's it's a really good movie and going to watch it so i'm very excited to watch it and this uh when you're talking about his body like this reminds me of this video i saw of him literally yesterday on instagram and he was talking about how he doesn't go out much or like back when he was trying to be successful or whatever he never used to go out much and like party and stuff because he was like i'll party later and he feels like that's what sets him apart from um from like other people and like i guess that just also shows on his body like when we're out here doing a shower work oh my god <laughs> he'll be in the <laughs> he'll be in the in the gym working out on his body working on his body working on his craft you know. so i'm inspired like <laughs> i'm inspired and i was i was thinking oh it's, i don't know how it feels to look that great honestly i just- <laughs> so motivated to go to the gym which i probably won't do anytime soon but like <laughs> he can still go I mean, he can uh, yeah he, he will be satisfied by just um, looking at him i mean yeah i mean okay you should just like google his um training session um increase to bro i have never fallen in love with watching a workout video that much like Oh my gosh, it happens in the desert, and then there's this Lil Wayne song, and just like, oh my gosh, it is. <laughs> Guys, I feel like Creed is like the perfect, for me, Creed is like one of my all-time favorite movies in the world, I mean, like, since the beginning of my time, and, you know, like, this between years, like, a bit, but like, oh my gosh, it's really great. It's like mm-hmm. right up there with, um, I don't know if we can put Ali up there, because that was mostly like a documentary, but like, yeah, it's like right up there with the greats man well um i'm very excited to watch it um 
I think he's a great guy and his co-star is also making some waves but honestly I don't like what he was wearing what what was that I think it was the Oscars I don't know why they gave Michael B Jordan a really nice clean cut suit and then give this man like I don't know it was like they just threw it on him it was wrinkled yeah like a weird tie i was like what are they trying to do they were just trying to make a contrast between the two but like the other guy just looked a little homeless <laughs> let me be honest i don't even know his name but i i know i don't think i watched <laughs> i don't think i um saw their outfits at the gospels <laughs> yeah you should go and google them that that was bad that was just i felt like that was out of pocket for who if they did that or um unless they independently chose like their their outfits but if like it was like the the creed crew kind of like styling them or whatever that was out of pocket <laughs> um but yeah creed 3 guys let us know if any of you have watched it let us know what you think of it and yeah we're going to we're gonna watch it. Um, as soon as tomorrow, I'll be, I'll be there, um, watching. It's like say Tuesday. No, no, I'm gonna go tomorrow. Tuesday. I wanted to go on Tuesday because it's also half price here on Tuesdays, but my movie buddy was like, nah. So I'm gonna do it tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, please don't spoil it for me. Although I think I'm still gonna thoroughly enjoy it. I don't know. I just I've been scared to go watch it because I'm afraid of disappointments, guys. Like I've had it's like it's like right up there. It's like look, it's it went platinum in my mind. And mm-hmm. if this one doesn't make it, I'm just gonna be like so bummed out because I'm like that invested in movies. But like okay, just tell just rate it out of ten for me when you get back. Okay. I will um okay so uh, moving on to our topic for today we're gonna talk about heartbreak ding, ding, ding. okay so i i i feel like there's different categories What's to that heartbreak a, did you did you finish my my little instrumental dun, dun, dun. Was, was that a little dun, dun, dun? <laughs> yeah you know me and you we finish each other's sentences that's that's what we do <laughs> um but i wanted to say our i think heartbreaks are classified into like different categories so i will say my three main categories are friendship uh heartbreaks family heartbreaks and then romantic heartbreaks and of those obviously like all, all of them are painful let me not lie like all of them are painful um I think my least painful one is family heartbreak because I will already have been fed up with those people to the point where I, if I cut you off, I'm already fed up with you. And also family heartbreaks are kind of like, I wouldn't say temporary because some people really like are estranged from their family for a while, but, um, you kind of know that they're still there and they're still your family. So it's kind of like, but I, I, I'm, I'm unremorseful when it comes to family heartbreaks because sometimes you go through a lot of like <laughs> shit with family and it's like, bro, I'm done. I've given you chances already. Um, and then definitely second up, just because I have experience, <laughs> I now have experience. I get easy, I not easily, but I can, I I can deal with romantic heartbreaks. Um, like I just. 
I've been through it and now I just know that this is another person who I made important myself so um, I can easily just like remove them from that pedestal. Not easily. Let me not say easily. But I, it's possible for me to remove them from the pedestal. And then friendship heartbreaks are the worst. Those hurt me so much. Um, because it's just hard. Like when you have someone who you actually was like, this is my friend. And then something goes down and they're just not in your life anymore. And it's hard to kind of like talk about it, you know. Because um, people aren't as vulnerable as, you know, as I personally would like. I feel like. People are very guarded with their um, emotions. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to not get back and try to right those wrongs. So, yeah. Um, no, those are solid. Um, <laughs> yeah, family. Um, okay, first of all, let me give you... I think mine would then fall into four categories. Mm-hmm. There's the three that you mentioned. And then the fourth one is like, when you break your own heart. Um, I think... For me, I've got to say that has been my biggest heartbreak. But mm-hmm. then it's always, um, I always disguise it under something else. Um, like It's like when you disappoint yourself. You're like so disappointing yourself. You're like, how could I let this happen? Or like, how could I not get this right? Or I don't know. I feel like, um, I guess it just made me realize that I'm very tough for myself because I I am very hard on myself and that's another thing that I'm like unlearning but when you break your own heart bruh it hurts Mm -hmm. because you're like you have no one to blame but yourself and that's just like a very dark place to be in and (laughs) I guess most of the times I've been depressed it's it's like I've transferred from one of the heartbreaks and then I just like reject them back onto myself and then it's just like a downward spiral but um then a family outbreaks for me. <laughs> I mean, they're not as deep for me. Good. Okay, fine. They're very deep. But uh, I mean, my family's been breaking my heart, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. it ain't nothing new. It ain't no new thing. So exactly. I just remove, you know. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess it's probably it's not funny, but like, um, probably my friends might know me better than my family. Mm-hmm. Although my family might know like me also better because you know, I'm just my natural old self with them. I don't know, like, um, I, I just kept some parts of myself away from my family for so long. Um, and I guess that's also what led to a lot of my, um, downfalls because I had, I didn't have like a steady place to lean on sometimes. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but like Mm -hmm. family outbreak for me is, I don't know, you expect it. I expect like, my family's just got a lot of trauma, and at this point, I'm just like, eh, you know, okay, so that happened. It breaks my heart, but I'm like, I can live with this one because I I've been living with it my whole life, so mm-hmm. it ain't no new thing. Yeah. Then there's friendship heartbreak. I gotta say, I don't have a lot of those. I am I do not like people, so I don't let people in very easily, and I also. <laughs> I like to think I'm more forgiving of my friends than I am of myself and maybe even my family. I don't know why, but then, um, of course, I don't have friends broken my heart. I don't think anyone's ever really like broken, broken my heart. Mm-hmm. I get disappointed, yes, and it's just like a little bit of her, but I'm like, ah, 
you know, they're just people. I get it. I get at the end of the day. I don't expect much <laughs> from people, you know, who are not my family or like, so like, I just, I don't place a lot of responsibility on my friends. So I just like, let them be who they are. And honestly, I have a handful of people who are very, very close to me. And those people, I trust you guys, like my, you know, I wouldn't say my life, you know, <laughs> but like, I trust you guys so much. Um, I don't, I don't know. I haven't experienced that big for my, for my friends yet. So I guess that's a good mm-hmm. thing. I guess I'm pretty, the whole keeping people away thing is working good. Um, then there's the romantic heartbreak. Yo, guys, that's what I felt. <laughs> and it's because mostly, like I said, it, it, I reflected back onto myself. Like, why would I let someone do this to me? Because I, oh, I always think so highly of myself, you know? And then I'm like, but then why would I let this boy do this to me? How could I let this happen again and again mm-hmm. and again? And then um, I guess I've always had this idea. I'm a hopeless romantic at heart. Mm-hmm. And I always have this idea that the person that I'm going to be with is the person that I'm finally going to let in and he's going to understand me and I'm going to understand him and he's just going to be like a friend that I want to, you know, like cuddle with and stuff. That's going to be the difference. (laughs) Um, I guess I haven't met someone like that. I've just met a bunch of narcissists and um, some really bad people who think they're good people and I've also met just like people okay there's this post that i made uh on my story yesterday about this girl was like three things i'll never do again in the dating field mm-hmm. you might have you know you might date someone with issues and at first you think you can understand those issues and you know you're like okay fine your cat died when you were six you know or like so this trauma i can you know there's an explanation for it but honestly you don't have to put yourself through that i put myself through that i always like try to reason and be like oh he's acting this way because his life is like this oh okay he doesn't know how to do this you know because his life's upbringing was like this but mm-hmm. honestly i've just been making excuses for not receiving the things that i really really want mm-hmm. and i'm done with that anyway mm-hmm. so it's like my heart breaks and also a little seminar on my love life <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like it's important to honestly, this is why, like, being, when you're single, sometimes you don't really, like, see the opportunity that you have to kind of, like, grow in, like, yourself in order to make yourself the right partner for the partner that you want, right? Like, or just understand what you need. It's important to ask yourself what you need. And if your needs are not being met, just, like, move on to another person one thing that i i'm always against is this thing of people trying to teach people how to love them you know i feel like we really don't have time to be doing that like if someone doesn't love you right uh it doesn't mean they don't know how to love right they don't know how to love you right don't try to change them to make them love you right because who are we to try to change other people you know like unless a person wants to change in individually and they see the problem themselves we can't be coming into people's lives just to change them. So um, ask yourself what you need. And before you just throw around these uh, titles or whatever, just really evaluate. Are you really getting what you need from that interaction? Because a lot of us are out here getting into relationships 
just to get into relationships and also um you know like you know that this person is is not really like giving you what you need but you get into the relationship anyway um and i i understand like guys i understand like it it gets it gets very lonely but um i would <laughs> girl it does uh but i would say like <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I I obviously don't have all the answers because I have not a single successful relationship under my belt, except for my friendships and my family, you know. Um, but I would I always say like communication at the beginning before you start anything is important, and don't just be dating just to date people. Like you hold yourself to a higher standard. So I tell Victoria in the last podcast, you know, be, um, you know, know your needs, um, and go where they are met, you know, and also I'm always talking about this, uh, with my sister, um, and she says that like people are in relationships, but it's not all as it seems like don't be jumping into things just because you're like oh the next person has relationship and it looks like this and this and that and you want yours to look the same people are out here you know paying for their own gifts and then having someone bring it to them they're out here paying off of their rota i know people in my own life like actual like family people have paid for half the rota and it's like what huh like, yeah, like I know she's on and then you know how it is. You know niggas talk about I'm gonna give you back your racks. Never do Um but let's talk about how do you self like medicate, I guess, when when you uh, experience heartbreak. How do you go through it? Um, well, first of uh, well, I always try to avoid it, but it always leads to some form of like depression. Um, so it's like I'm now dealing with this depression. Um, so you know, like I said, I told you how I deal with my depression mostly, um, like most of the time. But then after that, you know, when the dark, dark part has passed, and then you know, which is okay, things have ended, or like my heart is broken, I just I try to get back to me, you know. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I started writing again, or... I have collections for every form of heartbreak that I've ever had, actually. I have collections of poetry. <laughs> I'm going to make money. But, um, yeah, that's usually what I do. I just try to get back to what I love and what mm-hmm. makes me feel worthy mm-hmm. of affection. Because... Mostly heartbreak is like when you're hurt because you think you didn't get the love that you needed or you didn't get the love that you expected or whatever. So I'm like, I'm just going to start giving myself that mm-hmm. and I'll just, you know, try to make myself feel loved again. So that's how I work out of it. I'll go for movies because movies are like my thing. I'll buy myself food, which is why I've gained weight in the past six months. Um, mm-hmm. I will... Also, like I said, I'll start writing, I'll start video. Mm-hmm. Just, I'll just indulge in a lot of the things that make me feel good. Even when I don't feel good, I know after about three months, 
um, I'm gonna feel okay. I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna feel brighter, mm-hmm. and of course, I'm gonna start looking looking for other people to break my heart. But like, you know, that's another chapter. Yeah, you know? not you actively seeking people to break your heart. Goddamn. <laughs> um, I I would say. I first of all, I need to cut. You need to cut people off who you see are not meeting your needs and or have broken your heart, have disrespected you constantly. You need to cut off comms. Cutting off communication is important, um, so that you have time to reevaluate and kind of like reinforce your boundaries. Um, and also yeah, yeah. Uh, like being clear on your boundaries when you're going through difficulty, like uh, internal tur- turmoil about certain people. Um, think about like, what are your boundaries and why are you feeling triggered in those moments? Right. Um, and then I also feel like being accountable for the role that you played in the heartbreak is important um, because I always say like, there's no way like there's no 100 percent. this person is right and this person is wrong um maybe one person might be more right than the other or whatever um but that's all a a, a matter of perspective but obviously you are only responsible for your actions your feelings your your reactions to uh, certain situations so and there's nothing wrong with you removing yourself because you feel um you feel um disrespected or you feel like um your needs are not being met. So when you do, just take some time to reflect and be accountable for the role that you played in in the heartbreak. And then also I do, um, I write too. <laughs> I write, honestly, I feel like I only write when I'm heartbroken. I actually don't lift up a pen to write when I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm not heartbroken. I'm like Adele <laughs> um, <laughs> or Taylor Swift. But... <laughs> but i only i i also really uh lean into that i write stuff down i also like to write some poetry and um i'm trying to make it you into music should, should start like a blog oh yeah we should i will i'll definitely I, I, the thing is i lost my notebook that had all these things bro i don't know where it went but um yeah i'll definitely um try to put out more of my work um but yeah so writing and also uh indulging in the things that you love um i used to have like a toxic relationship with like uh turning up and like going out to have fun it was like i'm gonna drink tonight (laughs) that's what i was doing um (laughs) but (laughs) like mm, I'm about to i'm not it wasn't very productive uh but then i i do like to go out and socialize with people so now i'm trying to get to a place where i know like my limits and i'm also not just going out with any other any person just to go out you know like i'm going out with my friends who i enjoy being around or you know like it's i'm trying to make it more like satisfying for me to be outside so um but that's another thing um giving yourself grace when you when you go through heartbreak is also important like i know you were talking about how you um blame yourself for situations of how you blame yourself for other people's actions basically and i do that a lot too like 
every time I feel I'm mm. rejected by someone because rejection happens. Uh, every time I'm rejected, I feel like, yeah. why was I rejected? What did I do wrong? What's wrong with me and stuff like that? But sometimes rejection is divine redirection, and you need that reje- rejection to to elevate. And also, God makes people just lose interest in you sometimes because they're not the right people for you. So um, I would say just uh, forgiving yourself and understanding that you're not responsible for other people's actions is important. And then definitely leaning in on your friendships and your support system. I don't do that enough. I will internalize things and just like keep it to myself. But it's important to talk to your friends about about um you know friend people that you trust um and people that listen to you and hear you. I think it's important to talk about uh, whatever you're going through. Um, you're especially when you're broken hearted because you need to kind of bring things into perspective. When I got out of my last relationship you actually helped me a lot in like i like how you villainize these people because that helps me because and sometimes i be holding people to like such a high standard and then i don't really see just how much they're a villain you know so it's nice your friends will be there even if they're supporting bad habits but sometimes you need that you need someone in your corner so um lean into your friends they will they will crush that person so that you also in your eyes you're just like oh you're right <laughs> so yeah, and don't like don't like do that thing where you like you like go back to that toxic person and then you don't tell anyone and then so because when you get crushed you won't you won't be able to tell anyone like bro that happened to me i i learned from my mistake <laughs> this is why you guys don't even get the chance to villainize someone because i'll be like no 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 i'm like done with them it's over i want one and then dude comes back low-key low-key my dms low-key low-key we seeing each other <laughs> you're sneaking I'm around behind your friends like nowhere to be found i'm depressed i'm in my blankets why because i got played again <laughs> yeah don't no takes these backsies but honestly i ain't gonna blame you if you do like some i don't know i'm not i will not blame anybody who doesn't take these backsies because it'd be like that sometimes you need to learn and me i leave my friends to do that like the next moment i had a friend who would be like this weekend we meet up she's like i broke up with him next weekend we're back together um until finally she she was like yeah nah we're done and i definitely won't even give you oh i mean i'll try to bring it into perspective like okay so what are the pros and cons and i just i just don't like to see my friends suffer like no one is good enough for my friends oh (laughs) like if you're not making this girl happy (laughs) if you're not making my friends happy people are no like why is my friend complaining right now how much fun you are honestly like why it blows my mind like how could you do this to someone why this amazing person why i don't like nobody for my friends so um sometimes i'm over critical but then i just want i'm like why are you suffering right now like why is this person making you suffer so but then i think it's important if you need to sis go back go back again and go back again so that you know you are because i you people need to understand that why are you breaking up with someone two three four times um i understand okay you break up 
you take some time, you get back together, you guys are reevaluated, you've spoken like adults, you've reevaluated your stance and you move forward. But not three, four, five times every other uh, why are you that's just not <laughs> that's not healthy for you. Yeah, but not, people need to learn it, guys. And you need to learn. Yeah, it's yeah that's a bad sign. If it's on and off, it's on and off. It's a bad sign, guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Selena, Justine, Justine Bieber. That led nowhere for like 10 years or something. That was just terrible. Like, yeah. yeah, don't... Chris Brown and Rihanna, we all know how that went, you know? Up and down and now it's nowhere. So like, yeah, yeah guys. But sometimes it is lessons that you need to learn because, I mean, Justin is now in a happy marriage. Uh, Selena seems to be doing great on her own. And Rihanna is also in a happy thing thing. So maybe sometimes you need it, but um, just know that you're setting yourself up. Like, I'm just going to tell you from experience, you're really setting yourself up. Um, yeah, honestly, and I'm not one to talk because, yo, I've done this whole on again, off again thing for, I know, I think I, think I did it for like over two years. And as, as a person who's also been through it, I can safely tell you, you have hope, and yes, it might be the love of your life. But my girls, um, if if your spirit gets unsettled every single time you're with this person, then uh, it's probably not it. But you, st- okay, fine. I learned some vital lessons, but I wish I hadn't learned them. That's all I'm gonna say. So if you can, you know, if you have to mm-hmm. drink, say no and say no for good. Just do it, sis. Um, Pick and one for the team. yeah. And always remember that, like your soulmate, your your soulmate might not be your life partner. It might be just a lesson that you need to learn, a love that you need to experience in that moment, and then keep it moving. Like I definitely believe that you can have um, multiple people that mean a lot to you, like in a lifetime, because this is life. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're it it was it was supposed to be explosive, amazing for that time, and it's important to um learn to be in relationship without that sense of possession of another person like I think that also is where our heartbreaks are rooted in where you feel like you feel that the ego part of us is like possessing another human being who's on another path who's living their own lives you might decide to hold hands in your paths paths in life but um you need to always remember that your paths are parallel to each other they're next to each other you're holding hands but there will never be one path like you're still when you get into marriage yes you guys have decided to be together and to do this life journey together but this person is still experiencing their own feelings. They're still um going through a, their days, not like exactly the same as you and stuff like that. Like I, that's how I see it. So now, when you want to possess someone and you are trying to intertwine these, it's like oh, I don't know. Yeah, so. yeah, I totally want. Oh, that is that is actually profound. Um, what can I say? I what like can that. I say? I like it because I think, oh my gosh, uh, David said something. Uh, I was also speaking to him earlier on today because I was complaining. I was like, oh my gosh, if I see another engaged person, if I see another ring on my status, I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> so he was like, 
um, you know, that's why people do it 25. And then he was like, but you know what? We have, what did he say? Let me actually just open his message. He was talking about how we have, um, we are, we are less tolerant of bullshit because <laughs> in David's words, we are less tolerant of bullshit because we have more options. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like you need to be aware of the options that you have in life. Like, don't just have that one mentality of like where things are supposed to go. And then also try to force someone into that, um, whatever you have, that is, you know, ideal lifestyle that you have in mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't be doing the same thing that our parents did. Of course you might want it and there's nothing wrong with that, but maybe if you're like, I don't know if you're like me. And I guess if you're like David, and I think like Banashe too, if you're like one of us, you know, <laughs> you, you might want to stop and really question why at this point in your life, things are the way they are. Maybe you actually don't want things to be so orthodox for you. Maybe you want something different and maybe there's something else you're after at this moment in your life. So mm-hmm. like... Just put that into perspective, incorporate that. Remember, life is an adventure. You also don't be tied down to the idea of being, if I lose this person, my life ends. Don't think like that, guys. Because, yeah, yeah, as Panasha was saying, it's different parts. You might be parallel, but then it's still different parts. And you're going to need so many people are going to love you genuinely. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess... Of course, you you want to decide we want to settle down with, you know, if you believe in marriage and everything like that. Um, and you're going to meet that person and you're going to know. Yes. But if if it's a forced bit and it's a struggle, then it's probably not it. True. True, true, true. Um, but I feel like we've exhausted. I mean, obviously, there's always more to be said when it comes to matters of the heart. But... Um, yeah guys let us know how you um you know navigate heartbreak how you navigate relationships you know we're always on this podcast trying to figure this human to human interaction stuff out but um we probably yeah. never will we probably never will um but we'd still like to hear what you guys think about it and we'll be right back to talk about holy ten and his mess of the mess of the I don't know. We need to talk about that. Uh, so, guys, we're back. And we want to talk about Holy Ten. Um, I'm sure all of us have seen uh, these little snippets online. I saw, like, a whole conversation he had with... Apparently, he has a whole baby mama in Chitungiza. And, um, yeah, he has a kid... And the the conversation suggested that he's not taking responsibility for his child as he should. And these two are not particularly together. But now I'm seeing somewhere that some people are saying he's actually married to this girl. Um, so what? I don't know. Someone, that's what some people are saying. Uh, you know, <laughs> so I didn't really um, see the video. I didn't watch the video, but um, there's a video Tatalisha saying some other things delicious i you can't i cannot hate her i'm sorry like she's just so funny um but um yeah what what information do you have for us that background 
Kimberly, tell yeah. me about Kimberly. Who's Kimberly? Uh, I don't know so much about Kimberly. I just know, you know, um, she was hot in the streets. She was a fan, fan babe. Um, I know that there were these um, text messages, I think, about her. Also, talking to this other guy, Adam Bobuda. Is it this year, earlier, or the last year? So, basically, both these people are for the streets. <laughs> and I think Snow comes from. But then Shadaya was like, hey, Kimali, Anemaile, Eji, yeah. And it's just like all this misogynistic bullshit that I do not support. Like, Holy yeah. Tenor is too old, baby mama's guys. There's evidence of his mileage. Why the hell mm-hmm. are we giving Kimberly hell for this? These people mm-hmm. are both for the street. Bagawana and Ama streets. And now they are making, you know, their little street home. And let's just let them be happy, please. It's not true in the couple's, you know, happiness. So is he with any of the baby mamas? I don't know because people are saying the truth. I'm not sure if the girls from Chitungi. I'm not sure. Like I might be mixing stories, but then like I'm just like, "Oh no, come on, I'm going And then he's been like going there, and it was actually like a relationship. It wasn't like a one night stand with a groupie or whatever. So I don't know. After you don't get This nigga is shady, and he's like very proud and boastful. You should see his messages. It's like, hey. Because this girl like sends these photographs like, hey, let me take care of the child. One one's like, hey, footy footy music. I just enjoy it and damn, one watch. Yeah, those are the same chats I saw. He's like so disrespectful. I don't get it. It's, like, yeah, so rude, so it was rude, really giving so like, it was really giving like you know though, the, the okay, it was giving yes, very rude and very much like, are you even Muna Anisense like? And the thing is, Holy Ten, really, he was the leader of the youth. But for me, when I started, like, kind of, like, cancelling him was, ah, and his music is so good. Holy is so talented. I just wish he wasn't. Like, this is so weird. Um, When he first started mm-hmm. saying, hey, I'm better than Winky Dean, I was like, what? What are you saying? Um, then, then this whole stuff starts, and I did see that, that, uh, conversation as well, where he's like, like you said, hey, but this girl is really like just pouring out her heart, talking about, you're not taking care of Moana, and I'm to me that this, you, we all know that, that medicine, you know, you don't even know nothing about that, like, what, what kind of a father are you, like, 
I'm not trying to judge him though. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to judge him because obviously the baby is not mine. The relationship is not mine. All this drama, but I feel like it's just the essence of like how he's treating women. It's just like, why are you doing that? And like you said, also the internet's backlash to the women are always the 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 victim. We're always here, this and that. Um, but I just didn't expect that from Holy Ten. He's so talented. He's got a long way to go. But now people will cancel him. Like he's already been on a trajectory of being canceled, and he looks ugly too these exactly. days. Why? What's going on with him? Why does he look like I that? I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I used to actually really like him also. Like he was like one of my favorite artists in Zimbabwe. I was like, yeah, finally, you know, our industry starting to make sense again. And then he just, I don't know. I think, actually, when he started dating Kimberly and then he started posting all this channels, I don't know when he started feeling gangster and was like, I'm too good for everyone. Mm-hmm. Whenever that started, mm-hmm. that's when I was just like, hey, me, I don't know. I haven't mm-hmm. been, I didn't uh, listen to his latest album. I'm all for k Chaps mm-hmm. now. That guy is, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. That's what I was about to say. It's saying that I can't Borina. Like, bro. <laughs> because there's so much talent coming out of uh, Zimbabwe right now. Like, for me, Nati O is definitely there at the top. I love uh, Aishan. I love Tami. Um, although I had cancelled her for a little bit because I felt like during the protest 2017, she was kind of too quiet about it. Like, I just felt like she could have supported Zimbabweans a lot more. That's also another reason why I cancelled Japreza, but, you know, that's a story for another day. But we have so much more talent. He shouldn't really be... He should not have this whole thing of, um, now I'm too big, I'm too, too, there's, the sky is the limit. And the only way that you can make it to the top, you need connections, you need to network with people. You need to be a humble person. You look at Black Coffee, bro. Like, Black Coffee is selling out Madison Square Garden, but... I've never really heard him call himself, oh, I'm the goatest goat, or he will go on uh, radio shows and talk about his humble beginnings and, like, encourage people. And I was talking to someone who used to talk to him kind of directly. He still maintains his humility. Like, where do you think you're getting all of this clout from as... And, like... You know, like it's true. Jump past you, but still, I'm not When the minute things start looking funny, we jump yeah. shit, you know. <laughs> and I don't know who Tembe, honestly. And you know, like I feel so sad for him because, honestly speaking, Kariyaga guys got plus or minus two years. Those rich guys in the industry mm-hmm. in Zimbabwe. If you don't keep pushing and mm-hmm. if you keep producing the same kind of music, you've got about five yeah. years. We can boom and we enjoy that. And then after that, we just have a bit of boom shows. We don't have Germany. We don't have Zimbabwe. We don't have Zimbabwe. But like, honestly, he needs He's to just gone. like calm down. He probably needs to apologize and yeah. then just like get right with everyone mm-hmm. and then start doing his business. Because mm-hmm. we love them. We support them. Mm-hmm. And social media is out to get Enzo. Enzo also had his issues with like baby mama drama and whatever. But I never heard him bash her or whatever. He just kept on doing him. He separated himself from situations that he felt was toxic to his career. Um, and he just kept on pushing. Got his pretty little thing and he's continuing like 
Yeah, I, I got in a yeah. more of like, yeah, this woman was abusing her, him and stuff like that. But he never, like, yeah. I never really heard him kind of disrespect her or disrespect his current woman or whatever. He just keeps his head down, going to my bangers. What's your problem? Yeah, I think that's, that's what you're supposed to do, honestly, as an, as an artist. I mean, if you're not making noise politically, you know, like for the right reasons, then just like be quiet and just like chill and enjoy your money with your people. Because if we know too much about you, then because honestly, I... <laughs> Don't have words. Like, do that, yeah. Man, I get that. Like, so we can deal. I just let him go. I don't understand it. Yeah. I mean, man, I get that. So we don't even know what's going on in your life. That's why I don't even know who his partner is for you. XQ keeps these things yeah. to himself. We don't even know. Why? Why yeah, do we always then, have to be in his business? Hey, that's all that. we want from you, bro. We just want your good music, your good vibes. But I don't know. I obviously wish the best for him. I wish the best for um his like baby mamas or whatever. Um, you know, like I wish the best. I definitely wish the best. I have no nothing to gain if anything goes wrong. Nae, you know, we have nothing yeah. to gain. So um it's only it's for the culture for the art for the music let's do it let's do yeah. it mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm also really i'm really hoping their marriage works <laughs> i like yo i don't know i just have this newfound respect for marriage but like i hope it works out and i hope um someone manages to like calm them down because mm-hmm. we don't we don't hate him right now we just we're just hoping he does the right thing and he just mm-hmm. stops being mean to okay. the women he slept with and made babies with that's all i need from him i just yeah. need some respect and some common sense humility mm. and you know we still love your music mm, we need holy to trend for the, the right the, one, the music we've listened mm-hmm. definitely um but yeah guys any opinions that you have on the story uh, tap in let us know if you have information <laughs> we like to hear information <laughs> so um and yeah so i have a pan-african segment today because i'm doing better with my segments yeah. um so i want us to talk about how more and more african countries are um looking to like internalize the processing of our natural resources what do you think about that and do you feel like this is um legit like what do you think i'm all for it um absolutely um because i remember this this one time i think i don't know if i was still in high school or then i should go to university and then i heard about how but i don't want to say a particular company i want to get into trouble because you know this thing is political but then like um yeah. i heard that these companies uh, a platinum company was going so you know how like you're known for mining platinum mm-hmm. but 
of course, the ore in Singapore platinum is gonna have some extra minerals inside it, mm-hmm. and so because we didn't have like the resources and the machinery to then refine it and then take out purely the platinum, with ship it. I don't know, was it to South Africa or something? And then they strip everything else away, all the other, you know, if there's gold or if there's chrome, anything else that's clean that's on that belt, they keep that. Then we just get like the platinum back, yeah. and it just broke my heart. It really broke my heart and I was so frustrated, but then I didn't know what exactly to do about it. So <laughs> I think that the more we internalize, you know, um, the processing and mm-hmm. whatever of our natural resources, the better. I mean, let's all become Wakandas. I'm all for it. Man. Right? Let's do it. Yeah, for sure. Um, So last week is, I think last week or the week before that, that's when I heard about Zimbabwe, Um, like trying to, is it the diamonds that they were saying we want to uh process in zim but obviously we need oh no it wasn't the lithium for the lithium for the batteries so for me obviously i feel like we definitely all around and guys one day i'm gonna run for president and definitely this is on my agenda like so um what's what's the word for it um value addition to be done in our countries is definitely on the top of the agenda or maybe not the top but it's on the agenda um it's important for us to to really realize just how much you know we've been through a lot but we need to drastically adjust our our stances um in order to see a change in how the rest of the world perceives us because let's be for real like black people are carrying the entire world on our back here in america Black people built this. Black people, the minorities, built this country. Um, in Africa, we are constantly exploited of our resources. And even to this day, there are some countries that still pay whatever homage to England. It's like, why are we doing that? After years and years of us, of you taking um, our resources, our human resources as well. Um, and even today, they're, they're still taking... A lot of people are migrating from Zimbabwe to England um to work for the economy in in england and so to every day we're just being drained of you know human resources natural resources and it's like what are we going to do about it no one is coming to save us and these are some of the things promoting um value addition in countries um the french francophone like about three francophone countries are uh, uh that i read about yesterday um on instagram are doing the same and removing French troops from from their countries and stuff like that. Um, what are we going to do to strengthen to strengthen each other? Because it's important for us. I know um, the free trade agreement was signed by most of the African countries. Um, are we actually promoting that trade? Are we? What are we doing to strengthen our continent? We cannot continue to act like someone else is going to come and save us. And obviously. I think one of the biggest things we need to do is uphold these old um, leaders. But it's like, it's so hard. Recently, Nigeria had an election. The old man won. Obviously, he didn't win. Like, um, And guys, I don't even know. You people in Zimbabwe, have you registered to vote, first of all? Secondly, guys, uh, oh my God, I just feel like ZANU-PF is going to win again. I ain't even going to I feel like it's going to win. <laughs> And I don't have a problem with Zanu PF. Okay, no, I do. I'm lying. I do have a problem with Zanu PF. 
um but i just feel like if you are part of running for government and you're part of zanu pf i'm not gonna label you as bad immediately but i think it takes each and every leader to be accountable but i hate i don't like zanu pf it's a lot of people who just have so many things that they owe to the next person that they they just act crazy when they're in places of power so and so many people have already been exploited killed um are living today in poverty and one thing that sucks that i hate about zan pf is how they um you know promote um child marriages kuma posted i i hate that shit but for real i do not know that i mean they don't do nothing about it and they don't really find these people but then they they go nema trimbao kunewanuao so they can't do much yeah so but let's the main yeah, what we were talking just, about oh that just that's a great that really just bothered me i didn't know about that wait but i thought the thing is you know when they are campaigning um the last time um i looked into that area about child marriages and stuff there are actually laws that are being put into place mm-hmm and i guess what the thing now is um the people the children's parents mm-hmm. are like had kuma postori and then they're the ones who promoted like um remember i told you and you know like it's really i don't know maybe it should do more you know cuz it's i get what you what you're saying cuz it's like just on the surface they've put this law but then they're not doing anything against the parents who are actually letting their children mm-hmm. get like married um mm-hmm. at an early age cuz i remember my experience with that when my aunt tried to like set me up with <laughs> like her old ass husband and i was freaked out i was alone i was in a hotel <gasps> and that's another story for another day guys but like <laughs> trauma oh my um, god it's just, it's just you know it's really crazy how even the people themselves like the parents are the ones i actually i'm going to put politics away from this and then i'm just uh-huh. going to say it's the mm-hmm. parents yeah who are the problem mm-hmm. and zanu pf or whatever the government needs to do something about mm-hmm. the parents because yeah. um if this child agrees it holds you know to get married we need to question the parents and be like why is this happening mm-hmm. they also need to suffer the consequences mm-hmm. and not just the husband or whatever mm-hmm. it needs to come down to everyone yeah i feel like You're right no completely right like i mean honestly i'm not going to say i i need to do more research and like really back what i said um so please don't hold me to <laughs> accountable for blaming zanpia for child marriage this is a whole um system that that's going down right um but it's wrong obviously so it's just that i just feel like what happened to you remember when we were talking about memory and how she died giving birth at a shrine that yeah. those are those are type of things that I'm like what has been done I did not hear anything about anything being done to the the whatever leader of the church and stuff who was overseeing all of this but um keeping the main issue uh the main issue what we're talking about is um value addition is definitely important on the continent and trade within the continent is important um this continue to strengthen that i always love to see 
africans too and i go out and that's one thing that i love about being here is i have met african more africans like from different african countries here than i ever did in zimbabwe of course i I met more africans in zimbabwe people always say this i'm like of course because i was in zimbabwe <laughs> so i i met <laughs> i was like around africans i'm an african um but from different african countries so i love that i love when we talk about you know how we're passionate about change on the continent and yeah let's keep that going and we got this yeah i'm really really hoping that Ugh, I just hope for a change everywhere. I just, like, the thing is, I'm not going to lie, I haven't seen a lot of the other parties this year. Um, mm-hmm. There's been too little action. Wow. And I also know, because that's because if you go to Marali's, you get beat or whatever. So, you know, like, there's really mm-hmm. no need to put people's lives at risk. But then that's also, like, another barrier. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what's going to be done about that. Maybe international forces need to, like, step in. I don't know. I feel like those people also kind of let us down Mm -hmm. last time. So I'm just hoping that things go well this year. And, yeah, um, on talking about Africa maintaining and, you know, keeping its resources within itself, I'm all for that. That's become, like, one huge Wakanda and, like, Mm -hmm. just, like, trade amongst ourselves and just, like... um, the united states of africa yes definitely down for that um there are people that are talking about oh this cannot be real they're just and they're talking about how for zimbabwe in particular how um you know this whole um processing lithium in zimbabwe is not beneficial because they are going to give themselves the tenders which yes it's true they're gonna give themselves all of the money set up the plants and whatever and they'll be unaccounted for yeah. money and whatever but i just feel like it's a step in the right direction writing that policy down and making it law that's better than not having it be law you feel me um people are talking about how oh we don't have the facilities to do this facilities are built even here in america they started somewhere you know there are years ahead and stuff but you gotta start somewhere like you can't be a pessimist to the point where you just want to give up before you even start you know so let's kind of let's just be open to it um though knowing our government there will definitely be shortfalls there will be disappointments um let's focus on the bigger picture and whoever's gonna come and be a real leader to us is going to find the system there and strengthen them so let's let's keep an open mind and yeah 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 it's i i agree and we definitely need to start doing more um, I think everyone has their own role to play, and if we all oh, visit you know, and we just do what we can, and I don't know, guys, at the end of the day, at good, the end of the day, good things happen, good people, yeah. But Zimbabweans, you also have to be good say, people, though, like, something good will come out of it, mm-hmm. true. All right, 
Well, this was a really great and long uh, episode, but I'm so glad we did it. And I know I'm going to be on the phone with you for like another hour because we got some catching up to do. (laughs) I have some tea, uh, but thank you guys for joining us. And please connect with us. Let us know what you want to hear from us. Um, and if any of you actually want to jump on the podcast, you are very welcome to do so. We need to just do a little bit of planning around that, but, um, please, uh, reach out to us and connect with us and talk to us. Um, yeah, look forward to hearing from you guys. Any closing remarks? Yeah. Not really. Yeah, let's just all do our part. And thank you guys for listening to this hour and I don't know many minutes long podcast. We love you. Connect with us, please. And also, yeah, I already know a couple of people want to come on. So please keep talking to us and we will have you on. Yes. Love you guys. Have a great one. Bye.